What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons. Real quick, shameless plug right off the bat. Check out our other shows, Speaking of Murders and Speaking of Hauntings. And uh, check out our social medias, Instagram, at Missing Murdered Haunted, Facebook, all that fun stuff. So, Shauna is telling the story today. We really want you to go listen to our other podcast. Yeah, That's dude, like go check the... them out. They're yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was just curious why you're putting an S on everything. An S? Was I? I like it because Spe- it's speaking of murder. Yeah, speaking of murder. Sorry, speaking of murder, not murders. Even though we do speak of more than one murder, <laughs> we're only talking about one murder per episode. <laughs> Sometimes there might be. I mean, there could be one multiple murder. Yeah, it's either a single murder or one murderer. <laughs> or yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would like stick to that cuz like no, there are times that there's been two murderers. <laughs> well, if you're looking for the show, it's just speaking of murder. Yeah. Singular. Let's murder. not let's not confuse the people. It's so just, go check that it's just out. murder. Murder. <laughs> and speaking of hauntings, that does have an S that one. Yes, that mm, one does definitely yes. have an S. Yeah. So should have added that S. I know. <laughs> Missing persons, hauntings. We should have went with murders. Yeah. <laughs> but. Drop the ball on that one. <laughs> that I think that was me. I think I dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> anyway, Shauna, whose missing case are we going to talk about today? Okay. So I'm going to pr- probably pronounce her last name wrong. F- feel free to correct. So we're going to talk about a missing, uh, two missing people, actually. Uh, Danielle Imbo and Richard Patron Jr. Okay. Any relation to the alcohol company? Oh, my God. I knew he was going to say that. It's spelled different. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's like Petron. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. Take it away, Shauna. Danielle was a 34-year-old and a single parent of her one-year-old son. She lived in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, and worked from home for a mortgage company. In her free time, she was a singer for a New Jersey rock band. They got compared. She got compared to uh, the sound of Joan Jett. Mm, Joan Jett. I unfortunately, I know I probably listened to it, but I can't go. Oh, Joan Jett, and have the music in my head. I don't. Oh my god. Um, cherry bomb. No idea what that is. Like I thought you were. I thought you were doing the chia pet commercial at first. Fantastic, chia. But yes, that. I don't think that was actually Joe Jet singing cherry bomb. Wasn't it her friend, like her best friend, sang cherry bomb, or was it Joe Jet? They sang cherry bomb together. Yeah. Um, no, uh, put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Yeah. 
Oh. Time in the jukebox, baby. Gotcha. I love rock and roll. Yeah. All right. And that's staying in the episode, by the way. <laughs> cool. All right. I got you. I yeah. got it. Okay. So they said that she um had the raspy voice like Joe. So very rock and roll. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um Danielle was married to a man named Joe Einbo. In 2001, Danielle was working at a car dealership, and that's where she met and fell in love with Joe. Okay. Was he working there, too, or just... I don't think so. Or maybe he came to buy a car, and she was like, hey. That's how it sounded. (laughs) (laughs) That's more of how it sounded. Why buy a car? When you can have... All of this. (laughs) (laughs) Went in for a car, came out with a wife. I mean, it happens. <laughs> Didn't think of it that way. In 2002, the couple was married. Not long after the marriage to Joe, not long after the marriage, Joe convinced Danielle to quit singing for the band, saying it wasn't becoming of a wife to be out late at clubs and bars. So he made her quit or he tried to get her to quit? No, she quit because of him. he suggested she do so. That's rude. Two years into their marriage, Danielle gave birth to her son, their son, Joe Jr. But now with the baby in their lives, things between them got even worse. Because Uh, of course it did. After she quit the club, of course she got like started to get depressed, like the band or whatever, because that she loved doing that. Like that was her favorite thing. That was probably her dream, is to become a famous singer, and he squashed her dream. I'm sure it was not her dream to be a stay-at-home mom working at a mortgage Mortgage company. company. Uh, Not the stay-at-home part. She did want to be a mom. Like, she really, really did want that part of her life. I didn't mean the mom part. I meant, like... Yeah, not going... She wanted to be a singer. Right. That's what she wanted to do in life. So, after the baby... Things just got worse. Within a few months of Junior's birth, Joe took a trip to New Orleans to see the Super Bowl. And around this time, Danielle and uh, Junior were sick, and Joe just left. Anyway. I mean, did he already have the Super Bowl tickets? I mean, yeah. (sighs) Not to be that girl, but... I mean, if he already had the tickets... (laughs) (laughs) When he got back, he told Danielle he wasn't happy anymore, and then he met someone on the plane ride there. Okay, excuse me, what? So, okay, first of all, he met her at a car dealership. Yes. Now he's meeting a new chick on an airplane. Pretty much. Like, I'm going to have to see what this dude looks like. I'm not going to, I don't want to. See how he's I'm picking not... up all these chicks in random places. I'm not going to lie. He's remind me of his name. Guy. Joe Embo. I am Bo. Yeah, I am Bo. I'm Bo. Yeah, one of the two. I'm Bo and Bo. Joimbo. <laughs> Joimbo. That's not him. Those are the two missing people. That's him. That's him. That's him. I can't really see that. Very I can't well. see it like super great, but I can tell that he shouldn't be able to pick up random chicks at car dealerships (laughs) and airplanes. Well, you can't... That's not a good picture. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. He he didn't look that bad. I wouldn't say he looked, like, phenomenal, (laughs) but not that bad either. Okay. 
He was the one that initiated the separation with the contacts that they argued too much. And he then quickly moved out and away to Georgia with the new girl. Danielle became depressed, of course, and started to lean on and connect with her best friend more. Because her best friend was going through the same thing Danielle was at this time. Her name was Christine Patrone. We, uh, she was the younger sister of Richard Patrone, who was 35 years old and also was a single parent to a 14-year-old girl. Did he have, like, full custody of the girl? No. Wait, so okay. Danielle was best friends with Christine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And Christine's brother is... Richard, who has a daughter. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, that typical, like, sister dating or sister's friend dating her brother kind of situation. I will tell you that Danielle's family and the Patron family were close. Like, Danielle had knew these people pretty much her whole life. Okay. So they were like, the whole families were good friends with one another. He resided in Pennsylvania and worked at a bakery owned by his parents. Coincidence. Two in one week. Weird. That is very weird. It is really strange. That's why when you said it, I was like, that's crazy. How did we do that? Yeah, which if you need to know what we're talking about, go listen to this week's uh, Speaking of Murder episode. Absolutely. It's going to be a mystery until you do. Uh, Though, through Christine, Danielle decided to try to reconnect with Richard. They had dated when they were teenagers. And this time, sparks flew. They, Danielle just loved everything about Richard. Like I said, he seemed like a really good guy. Um, the new relationship was going well until Joe decided to come back into Danielle's life and try to reconcile their relationship. But aren't they divorced? No, they were in the process of a separation. Oh, okay. So he's trying to be like... Man, that girl on the plane didn't work, so I want my wife and kid back. Pretty much. Danielle didn't know what to do, so she dropped both of them so that she could focus on her life and her being a mom. Good for her. Right. Get back in that band. Yeah, get back in the band. Five weeks later, on February 19th, 2005, it was a Saturday night, Richard called Danielle and invited her to watch some bands at... Al, Albert, Albeline's. It was a local, like, restaurant bar type of situation. Uh, located on 429th South Street in Philadelphia. Danielle agreed, and the pair met up with some of Richard's friends. Around 11.15, the couple left the restaurant together because they both had to pick up their kids the next day. So, both both parents, like had custody agreements and things. Okay. The plan was for Richard to take Danielle to her condo in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, and then he was just going to drive himself back to his house in Philadelphia. I forget, like, when they live, when, like, upstate in, like, New Jersey and Philadelphia, they drive back and forth all the time. Like, it's not really that. It's like how we are with Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all really close. Yeah. No one has seen either one since they were walking to Richard's truck on South Street. So wait, 
they disappeared from bar to truck. Well, they were seen getting into the truck, but that's it. Okay. No one's seen them since. Hmm. Okay. All right. Richard's friends would tell investigators later on that both Danielle and Richard seemed to be having a great time that night. They were sitting close, kissing, smiling at one another pretty much the entire night, and they had even made plans the next day before leaving the restaurant. So they were going to meet up the very next day. So we're going with this isn't a, they just decided to ditch their kids and go live their lives situation. We don't know. Okay. We don't know. Danielle's family were the first to notice something wasn't quite right when she didn't show up for a hair appointment at 11 the next day. But when she wasn't at her condo to meet Joe to get Junior from him, that's when they started to panic because she loved her son, like, more than anything. Her brother John would later say she wouldn't have missed that Quote, she wouldn't have missed that, no way, because it was said that when she was in the delivery room, the second she had picked up Joe Jr., she looked at her family and said, uh, along the lines that she had never felt, like, she had never felt more love for a person in her life than she did her baby. Police in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, they don't, normally do like a search until 48 after 48 hours after a person goes missing that didn't stop the families from starting to look immediately though Richard Patrone senior and John Danielle's brother spent the whole night looking all over the streets of uh Philadelphia so were they they were in Philadelphia at at the restaurant yeah friends and volunteers I'm assuming the next day, because the uh, Richard Sr. and John looked until like 5 o'clock in the morning, searched a hundred miles of neighborhoods in every direction, and even handed out photos of Richard's truck, which was a 2001 black Dodge Dakota with a NASCAR decal, and the license plate number is YFH2319, which is... Disney fan, I had a little bit of a giggle. Pixar? Pixar. Oh, 2319? <laughs> it's a 2319! Monsters, Inc. Oh. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't help it. It took until Samantha did that with her voice for me to be like, oh, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> it took her saying, it's Monsters, Inc. for me to realize it's Monsters, Inc. <laughs> That's what I said. Disney Pixar fan over here. Monsters, Inc. is like probably one of the top Pixar movies, especially to watch with little small children, because when that monster jumps at the very beginning, at least three of our children screamed bloody murder every single time. It it was funny. (laughs) It was. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so they were handing out flyers and just pictures of the truck? Just pictures of the truck. Okay. Because... I think they figured that the easiest way to, I don't know, spot two people would be the truck. The 3,000-pound truck. Okay. John even gave a Camden cop $1,200 to take him in a helicopter to look for Richard's truck, but nothing came of it, and there were no more leads. The weirdest part of the disappearance of Danielle and Richard is there is no evidence to help solve 
what may have happened to them, this means there's no crime scene. Right. There's no evidence. Well, yeah, I guess without the truck, there really wouldn't be because they were, they got in the truck and then poof. Yeah. Or was it on the way to the truck? No, it no, was, no, it was yeah, they, they were got, in the they truck. They were inside the truck. Right. They were well, seen getting in the truck and then were never saw again after that. So they're like, they're not just missing. The truck is also missing, which is part of why they're handing out flyers and looking for this truck because it was like one of those things that Richard loved. Like, it's his truck. Yeah, right. guy, guys in their trucks. It's a man thing. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that I, I get. Like the, I, you know what? No, I get I that. Like my no, truck. I was it's just poking fun truck. at Samantha. You and Samantha here. There is nothing. Trucks are cool. I like trucks also. I, I really wanted to buy a truck. I mean, I understand. A rust bucket, and I love that thing. I would drive it every day if I could afford to put gas in it every day. <laughs> I understand the men in their the, trucks. The truck Because love. I don't understand why there's not more women in their trucks, because... Oh, I'm pretty sure it'll be a thing. I'm not going to lie. When I had my massive Ford Explorer, I freaking loved that thing. Because you can run shit over. Not it's only like... that, I'm 5'2", <laughs> and when I got out of it, I looked like a freaking scary-ass badass. don't have trucks. Oh, because we'd run shit over? <laughs> 100%. There's a curb there. Who gives a shit? Who I'm, I'm in a truck. truck. <laughs> 100%. So no one's ever seen the missing truck ever again? My question to you is, were there any bodies of water of any kind? See, that was my first thought. the area. Same first thought. um, Like, because they were, were they drinking at this bar restaurant? Well, I want to know the answer to that. Specifically because we just saw a video the other day. We are to talk about all of these or lake. Wait, are you guys watching the TikTok dudes pull cars out of the water? There was a TikTok where a guy found a car in a lake on Google Earth. Yeah. The guy had been missing for like, what is it? like 20 years. 20 years? Was it 20? 20 years. I just watched these dudes on TikTok. That's what they do for a living. Sorry, Shauna. And they pulled a mom and her kid out, and they had been in this uh, river for 32 years. I watched the same guys, or it might have been a different guy, pull out uh, a pair of teenagers that had been missing in the river for 22 years. Yeah, it's that biggest fear in life, going off of a bridge. Yeah, driving off into a body of water, because apparently that's, like... What it's happens hardest... in a lot of these missing person cases? Yeah, and it's the hardest thing to find. And the because it's the hardest thing to get out. Like it's it's a lot of work to get a freaking car out of the water. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Shauna, did we ruin your one theory? We'll we'll just we'll get there <laughs> together. <laughs> Before we get to all of those questions, they will get answered. Both of their cell phones were turned off and never turned back on since the time of their disappearance. They haven't touched bank accounts, credit cards, or their e-passes. Police checked into several leads and thousand tip calls hoping to find the missing couple. They searched the Delaware River and fields around the area they went missing. They came up empty-handed not finding Danielle, Richard, or Richard Strzok. So, yes, water and the truck still missing. 
I don't know. So far, it almost sounds like they might have just cut ties and walked away. I just don't see that. Not if they both have a kid. No. But if they hopped in the truck, took off, turned off their cell phones, didn't, it just, the truck yeah. was never found. But also, extent, if they know. went into a body of water, their phones would die. And they would eventually have to use their bank accounts at some point. Not necessarily. They would start with zero? That's where I started years ago. <laughs> Bobby, what life are you running from? If you're from? going on... <laughs> are a- you on the run? Should we look you up on Are Google? you a missing person? <laughs> when I was 16... At 16, we all started with nothing. <laughs> exactly. I started with six, I started with zero years ago. That oh doesn't my count. God. They were established adults. Uh, yeah, with kids. With children. With, like Custody agreements and things. I don't see them just walking away from their children. Do you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain? No, I don't. <laughs> pina colada is disgusting. Um, if you're not into health food. <laughs> what is happening? He's trying to pick you up. I'm saying that whole song is about. I yeah, that song is about ditching your family. Ditching whatever. your life walking away. I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> I'm leaning more towards some kind of body of water. Maybe it's not that body of water that they searched. And I feel like they would have eventually found the truck somewhere yeah. if they just walked away from life because they would have eventually ditched the truck somewhere or just, you know, left state and moved on to another state. But they would have kept the fucking truck. Somebody would have noticed the truck. Yeah. It's weird. The weirdest part is that there is no truck. Yeah, because how how does a truck just vanish? It goes to Canada and never comes back. You guys aren't even hitting the theory that I believe is actually what happened. Sorry, please continue. The mob? No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I was like trying to think of like the most off the wall (laughs) mafia. (laughs) Yeah, like the mafia. (laughs) That's like the most off the wall theory I could come up with. Dimension door. Law enforcement believe that this couldn't be crime of opportunity (laughs) because there was no evidence. If this was an abduction, the FBI doesn't think one person alone could have pulled it off successfully. Unless it wasn't. Alien abduction, <laughs> and then Damn it, why didn't I think? You know what? I'll let that theory. I was going to say because happen. from the photo, Richard looks like a pretty big dude. Yeah, like he, he really looked like a stocky guy. I mean, they could have taken both of them at gunpoint and then just put the truck in a river or a they lake. They could have disassembled the truck. Chop shop. Yeah, I mean. Gone gone in 60 seconds, style. Yeah. Due to lack of evidence, around 2018, the FBI believed the couple's disappearance was done by professionals, causing this case to be treated less as a missing person, but more as a possible murder-for-hire situation. Interesting. FBI's Christine? Kristen? Uh, In 2015 was quoted saying, this didn't just happen. We feel this was an orchestrated act. A 3,000 pound truck and two people do not simply just go missing. Yes, they do. It happens all over the world. It is literally something that... people in their cars just vanish. I mean, people and 
yeah, it's a thing. So who's that FBI agent? Because it's a fucking thing. She should get on TikTok and watch all the fucking cars and trucks being pulled out of a river <laughs> from years ago. <laughs> the I'm families sorry. of the pairs. Go ahead, Bobby. No, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just laughing because she's going at you. It could have been this, and they're fucking wrong. You're like, ugh. <laughs> I know. I know these things. I mean, it could have been like a professional hitman situation. I'm not or hit woman. Come on, equal opportunity here. It could have been a professional situation, but I'm saying to flat out say that I found funny. Those things don't just happen. Is bullshit. It was 2015. (laughs) It's still bullshit. I'm not gonna say that the people were dumber back then, but people (laughs) were dumber back then. (laughs) What? It's five years ago. <laughs> Everybody's grown I since think it then. It's like seven, seven. seven years. Whatever. Ago. It doesn't matter. So you just kind of disproved. The fact <laughs> yeah, that we were dumb. Smarter. Yeah, Google was still in its infancy. It only been around for ten years. We were all dumber. It's proof <laughs> that I can't even math correctly. <laughs> That's when I would have been closer to in school. I think I would have graduated in 2011. Let's get real. Okay. Oh my goodness. So the FBI doesn't think a truck and two people can just vanish. Okay. <laughs> was there anything that gave them the tip of there was some kind of ill intent that somebody would have wanted a hit on both of them? Well, her ex husband. Well, I understand that, but was there like. Uh, was there somebody give them a tip is what you're saying. Like right. somebody like, point the fingers at him, their finger at him. Oh, well, when things tend to go wrong, it's the spouse they look at first. True. I understand that, but I'm meaning, was he doing things that would give them the notion of thinking like a little bit? Yeah. Just okay. a little bit. Would I mean, you know, was he already causing problems for her kind of thing? I see what you're saying. Not she really was for seeing her. someone for else. Richard. Okay. He was causing problems for Richard. Oh, so okay. he was going after her new boyfriend. Right. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Okay. The families of the pair also believe they're deceased and were murdered. Okay. They wanted closure for they want closure for what happened and who may have caused it and why. Danielle's brother John was quoted saying, Your emotions run wild. You can sit there and speculate until you're blue in the face and make yourself crazy, but we don't know we don't have a lead in either family. The police also checked into Joe, Danielle's estranged husband. He was questioned by FBI many times, but Joe had a rock-solid alibi for the night of February 15th, 2005. When the disappearance occurred... Shauna, that says 19th. What did I say? 15th. February 19th, the day they went missing. He had an alibi. He was attending a birthday party for a child 50 miles away. Joe's stepfather, a former NYPD officer, and several other active police officers were attending. And they all said he was definitely at the party. Joe was never named a suspect in the missing persons case due to lack of evidence, but still hasn't been ruled out completely. Richard Sr. claims that his son told him Joe threatened him many times before he had gone missing. 
Richard Jr. said Joey called him at least 25 to 30 times telling him to stay away from Danielle and to leave her alone, that that was his wife. How have they not ruled him out? What better alibi can you get than I was surrounded by many, many policemen? Murder for hire. That is what they think happened. Oh, that he conveniently had this party to be at. So he would have an alibi so he could pay someone else to kill both of them. Well, then you would have seen some kind of large transaction. Unless he's doing like... Unless he had some On a payment plan? No. Is it the dude's finance a murder? Inside connection to the police. Like a stepfather who's a what? A former cop of the NYPD. Mm. I have more faith in police than that, that all of them, because there was a number My of policemen is, there. My thing is, what all of them no, gave them No, me. I'm saying like he found bad cops within that network and used a couple of them. Not the ones that were at the party. I'm sure they were all great. But there's <laughs> always... Bad cops. Well, there's there's bad seeds in every group. I get that. That's that's but what I'm talking about. My theory was what if the money didn't come from him directly? Like what if he had somebody else do the transaction with the hitman? You know what I'm saying? So when they checked him out, there would be no yeah, big it would, transaction it would be in his bank records. Gotcha. So the dude took out a second mortgage to finance a new roof, I'm air quoting, roof on his yeah, house. That's what I'm saying. And paid his contractor. Yeah. Okay. I get it. That's That would be my thought process because obviously the FBI is going to look at his bank account. Right. What we're getting at is there are ways around this murder-for-hire situation, and my speculation is that's what happened. I'm torn between murder-for-hire and river. Like, yeah. either, I mean, one, is really like either I one is yeah. plausible. Either one is... It's the fact, though, he called Richard... 25 to 30 times. <laughs> that's Need extreme. To threaten him. Like, that is... That's extreme. That's In intense. a... Let me tell you, this was a five-week time period. Like, she told both of them that she didn't want to see them, and then five weeks later, she went missing. Yeah, that's a long time to... That's a lot of times to call somebody in that short amount of time. Right. So, anybody want to hear FBI theories? Sure. Lay it on us. I mean, that's really only five calls a week, so that's like a call a day for five weeks. That's still extreme. (laughs) (laughs) You call them up. Hey. Hey, fuck Leave my you. wife alone. Yeah. Bye, <laughs> bitch. Click. And the next day, hey, 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 fuck you. <laughs> like, yes, 25 to 30 times is a lot. But in a five-week stretch, okay, not quite as excessive as if it would have been like, you know, 25 to 30 times in like a week time span. Yeah. At that the same would time, be more let, crazy. At the same time, five calls... A week. A week is still obnoxious. Yes, it so, is. that's still too many. Definitely. I agree. It's still a lot. Here are the FBI theories along with uh, what some people speculate. So, we're going to talk about the FBI's theories and then what the population around this area think happened. 
The first theory of the FBI's is that they could have possibly been in some type of accident and drove their truck in the water. The FBI doesn't find this likely, though, because the route from that they most likely would have took from South uh, Philadelphia to Mount Laurel wouldn't have put them close to the water, and they had thoroughly checked there. It doesn't mean they didn't take a route by water. They're just assuming, like, they're going in a route that they would have taken. Possibly. That's why it's a theory. It is possible. It's just we don't have solid evidence that it is a thing. I do believe that the water is one of the more possible theories than, I don't know, the rest of them. FBI theory number two is Danielle and Richard decided to leave everything behind and start a new life together. But the FBI doesn't think that this would have happened because the pair would, wouldn't would have like left their children behind. They were, both people were very family-oriented people. So Sarah agrees with FBI theory number one. I'm in the, the pool for FBI theory number two. And Wait, the water? Yeah. I'm in that also agreeance with the okay. water. Okay. If we are going to go with our options or FBI theories, three is not an option. <laughs> Theory three from the FBI is that Richard and Danielle were killed because Richard's possible gambling debts. Richard's family swears up and down he didn't gamble and despised it. And this theory was only based off of rumors around town. There was no real basis that Richard was ever a gambler. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's out. I don't believe it. Then there's four. Another possible theory was that was being talked about was Joe hired a hitman to take care of the two. Hit man, hit woman, multiple, who knows. Hit Which, people. So, out of these theories we have so far, one, two, and four are the best options of what may have happened. Best theories, I feel like. Theory number five here, though, it gets a little sketchy. I don't understand why this ever was a theory, but here we go. The theory of some people, so this is the populace around this area, believe that Richard was a part of a gang and was a pill pusher for a shady doctor <laughs> that got caught in 2016 for distributing controlled sub substances resulting in fatality. The doctor and nine members of a motorcycle gang were arrested for aggravation, aggress aggression, and moving illicit substances. You know, I'm pretty sure at this time in... In America, in 2015, Sons of Anarchy was actively airing on TV, it correct? Mm -hmm. I well, think they're... these people caught a little bit too much prime time. <laughs> well, they went missing in 2005. Yeah. But the, yeah. Well, the doctor got caught in 2016. Oh, well, okay. Never mind. That's when, that's when he had gotten caught. So he probably got caught and they were like, oh, I bet you that Richard guy was involved with that and that motorcycle gang because... How else did I mean, he go did Richard missing? even own a motorcycle? <laughs> I have no idea, but this theory sounds so far-fetched. I think they would have found some kind of evidence linked to that in his home of some kind. Well, of course they would. But I mean, I at a minimum, Bobby. the guy would have one of those, they call them a cut, right? He'd have one of those leather vests that you get yeah. when you're in the motorcycle gang. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I agree with Bobby. They watched too much Sons of Anarchy. And too they much were prime like, time. They it had to be it. They went as far as to question one of the nine members that they had arrested. And he denied that Richard was ever a part of this gang or anything like that. Richard's family denied that he also had involvement with a gang or organized crime of any kind because, I mean... Yeah, that one just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that one's dumb. The disappearance caused the families to end their 20-year friendship and start fighting with one another because the difference of opinion. By 2015, the families were in odds. John won't give his opinion on what happened uh, because he wants he wants the families to reconcile. And I was going to say, that's sad. So he won't even say which way he leans. With, with all that being said, the families and FBI agents still haven't given up on finding out what happened to Danielle and Richard. Also by 2015, the FBI had put the case in their cold case initiative. That means that they can put more time and resources in aiding this investigation. Uh, the families are just looking for closure, whether that be they ran away or they're deceased. They just want justice and know the truth about why two innocent individuals are no longer around. This case is still as of 2021, 22, being investigated by the Philadelphia Police Department, New Jersey State Police, Mount Laurel Police Department, and the Burlington Prosecutor's Office. The FBI said an extensive investigation to date has generated some promising leads. However, neither they nor the vehicle has, have been located. So they think that they might be onto something. There is a $50,000 reward being offered by the FBI for information about what happened to the pair. So $25,000 apiece for each one. This case is still open. If you have any information at all, call Philadelphia Citizens Crime Commission tip line at 215-546-8477. As of 2022, this case is now 17 years old. Please, if you know anything to help give these families closure, call the tip line. Danielle Imbo was born August 7. 7th, 1970, as of March 2022, she would be 51 years old. She has brown hair, hazel eyes, she's 5'5", and at 117 pounds. Richard Patrone was born August 29th, 1969, as of March 2022, he would be 52 years old. He has brown hair, blue eyes. He's 5'9 and about 200 pounds. And these descriptions were from the time of their dis disappearance. And so there we have it. That's the missing persons case of Daniel Imbo and Richard Patron. It's kind of sketchy that two people in a truck just go missing one day. And 17 yeah. years later, they haven't even found the truck. any remnants of the truck. I think that the car being in some body of water is probably one of the most realistic yes. options yes. there. Especially if they were drinking at wherever they were at. Well, no, uh, there was no information that said that they were. I'm not saying that they weren't. I'm just saying, again, it's only assumption that they might have been. But I also feel like 
hear me out, you can go body of water for the truck or chop shop. Mm-hmm. No, either either one is could happen. But, but I'm I, still going to lean towards body of water. Well, and I also don't think that it's unrealistic to think that they might have just walked away. I feel like that's number three on my list. Like, number one, I'm like, it's it's possible that they walked away, but very unlikely. I feel like it's, at least Danielle, if she was going to disappear, she would have waited until she had Joe Jr. and oh, took yeah, she him would have taken with her. her son. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Think I don't about think it like you this. can hold a baby and say you've never loved something more in your whole life, and, and then, then just walk away. Just from walk it. away from him. Okay, but think about think about this. How long does it generally take someone decide to decide to unalive themselves? The decision is usually made within a five minute time period. You have told me this statistic. If that is true, which I believe that it is, then it's not hard to think that someone who would unalive themselves over the course of a five-minute period come to that decision and unalive themselves, leaving their family, friends, children, parents, whoever in their lives behind, it's not a stretch to think that someone could instead, in that same five-minute period, say, I'm done with this, I'm walking away, and leave everything behind. I don't think it's unrealistic. The difference is, for me, is leaving leaving existence is a being more permanent a, decision. is a more permanent decision and starting a new life. Like yeah, starting a new life is like a lot of work. Like it's a lot of I don't it's a lot of see... work, especially if you don't want to be found. You're gonna have to change your name change the way you look start over completely with money and that is it's two people not just one person which i feel like would make it harder especially like let's say okay so they were at a bar they couldn't have been holding more than we'll give them five hundred dollars a piece how are you starting a new life with that i mean if they had a thousand dollars you could start a new life that would be easy i mean er easier it would be but easier, more than likely but... they had like thirty dollars but even in 2005, in the difference is, with your point, Bobby, is with suicide, people in that state of mind are literally not thinking of anyone other than themselves in that moment and, and what is going to give them the relief of their pain, essentially. Of what they're going like, through. They are not thinking about friends and family and children because in a lot of cases, when they are thinking about those things, that's when they become attempts and there's no actual follow through. I don't know. I just don't think that's unrealistic to think that they could have walked away. I don't think that it's unrealistic at all. I just think that it would probably be... Given the description of her relationship with her son and the love that she had for him, I don't think she would have just left him. Okay, and I would also like to state that Richard loved his daughter as well. Well, I'm not, we're not saying he's not. He does. Just, he didn't. No, I'm but not. I'm just saying he wouldn't have walked away from her either. But at the same time, you have to think of 
the world in which we live in right now, and or even then, it's a lot easier for a guy to to walk away and start a new life. Right, than it is and for I feel like that's why children. it's easier for Bobby to see that scenario being easier than it is for us because we have kids and we're like hell to the f no. He has kids. Not saying he doesn't. What I'm saying is... <laughs> That's why I was like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not meaning that he doesn't have kids, but... It's easier for a man to detach. Yes. From a situation. No offense, With Bobby. kids. It's, taken. it's because easier for a man to, like, in a moment, be like, well, this is fucking... Yeah, fuck this. Fucking with me, fuck this. But a woman is going to look at that kid and be like, my whole life is blowing up, most women. And if I'm going to bounce, then we're bouncing together. I think it's entirely situational because there are men who would have just as hard of a time And I agree with away. that. I agree with that also. It is just a more proven fact that men are more capable of doing so. That's yeah, it's, emotional it, it, detachment. Yeah, you guys can emotionally detach easier than we can emotionally. I don't know. I think it's situational, person to person. And and I agree with you. I really do. No, no. I but I, I get where he's coming from. Not all men and not all women are like this. No, I'm saying I'm not saying that they all are, but I'm saying even th- what you would categorize as the greatest guy in the whole fucking world can have a mental breakdown one day and love his child unconditionally but because he's having a mental breakdown can walk out and leave that child standing there and you're correct but not to if a girl is gonna more less likely for a girl to have a mental breakdown and walk completely out on a child that she claimed was the love of her life if she's having a mental breakdown she's gonna walk into a bathroom and breathe but that's also not true because there are a lot of women that will go through a mental breakdown and then murder their children and themselves together which is saying it's not possible my thing is, I, is statistically, no, no, no. it's it's less likely, and I get that. But for all sakes and purposes, here we are. These are the thoughts that we are having. Yeah, and like I said, I'm, my number one theory is wa- a body of water. And you're probably correct. I, I think that's a good which, theory. Which then leads us to, hey, t- TikTokers that find cars and bodies of water, uh, Philadelphia? Yeah, maybe look around that area of it. Delaware. <laughs> i go there. New Jersey. Let's do that. <laughs> Let us know. On, never know. I'm going to hop on Google Earth after this and start poking around. Let us know. I mean, you're going to find a lot of cars and bodies of water it's a it's a 2001 especially, black dodge dakota especially in the south because i think th- oh shit it's a black car that'd be hard to find in yeah, a body of water exactly yeah well even well even then it, give it a shot if you find it congratulations you help solve a missing persons 
Let's not encourage people to go into rivers. Cause I didn't say that. No. <laughs> no. That's not what I said. You said that they just, that they find them, like yeah, magnet they use, like, fishing. No, they no. use sonar. They okay, use sonar, and then, yes, they like, will do magnets to pinpoint exactly where it is. Okay, right. that's what I'm talking but, about. And then they'll dive to see if it's there, but they obviously can't see inside the car because the murky, muddy water. But yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. All Just right. go poking around with your sonar and things. If you like the story, let us know. Hop on whatever you know uh, platform you're listening to this on. Give us five stars. And if there's a place you can leave a review on there, like if you're on iTunes, tell us which theory is your favorite theory for this. If you're not on iTunes, hop on our Instagram. Hop in the comments for this episode and let us know what your favorite theory is in there. So we can see it. We'll see what uh, what everyone's favoring, what the majority is favoring here. Yeah, so, I think we're all torn. Yeah. So hop on our Instagram. Only oh, two. Ahead. Only two of us sh- of the four share the same theory. And I was gonna say I still feel more likely that it was a they're missing in water somewhere, especially if there is a river that they could have been driving by. Yeah. I feel like that is a pretty high possibility. How about our Instagram? Let us know at Missing Murdered Haunted. Um, check out our Facebook, Missing Murdered Haunted Podcast. And uh, in case you missed our email at the beginning, it's missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. You can send over case suggestions. Or if you don't feel like posting your theory on Instagram, you can send it to us in an email so we know what you're thinking. So, anyone have anything else they like to add? Nope. No. No. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.